When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. And we are live, ladies and gentlemen, 360 episodes live and in living color. Getting funky like a monkey, if you will, baby. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have some fun as always, ladies and gentlemen. This is the 360th episode, and we're uh, we're gonna do it. We're gonna make it happen. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to uh, have uh, one of my actually one of my favorite favorite guests on the show. He's been on the show two or three other times, uh, and we're gonna have a, a bunch of fun, some great Q and A. 
So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what we're going to do is we're actually going to take a short break, and then uh, we'll be right back with the person, the, the man of the hour, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Pancakes and Power Slams, 11 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio, featuring weekly interviews from WWE, NNXT, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, and NWA. Join us live every Tuesday at www.blogtalkradio.com slash pancakes and power slam. That's www.blogtalkradio.com slash pancakes and power slam. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. We are here, 360 episodes. I am Chris Featherstone, of course, indeed, indeed, indeed. Follow us at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's chat with my, my boy, <laughs> my, my guy, man. Uh, you know, it's funny because I've actually, uh, I don't even know, I don't know when's the first time he came on the show. I'm not quite sure. I think... I think if I remember the story correctly, I was um, trying to get some guests on the show, trying to get somebody who uh, was more had more of a traditional feel, who um, knew the business, who you know had had this had the story going on with 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 them, as far as just knowing the business, being in the business for for quite some time. I wanted that feel uh, at, for the episode that I had. Uh, and it was, uh, if I'm looking at it correctly, it was uh, January the 10th of 2017 uh, was the first time I had him on the show. And then I had him back on uh, May the 1st of 2018. My co-host with the most actually interviewed him because I was actually uh, healing from back surgery the last time he was on uh, the show, which was May 1st, 2018. So uh, a little over... Um, over 10 months ago, about 10 and a half months ago, almost 11 months ago, uh, actually almost t- almost 10 months ago, about nine and a half months ago. And so, uh, so he's been on the show twice. And it's funny because after, after January of 2017, the first time he was on the, I think I remember the first time I gave him a call, um, he was just, uh, you know, for sometimes you have legends in the business who, feel like they're kind of like too cool for school <laughs> and uh they, they're just like it's nothing real baby they're just not common man uh this person uh, i called him i uh, got his contact information somehow i don't remember um and i called him and he was just open i mean he answered the phone the first time i called him and um i think i got i think i got his from i think i got his uh information because he was there was an event that he has his own uh, business. He has his own wrestling promotion, really big uh, independent wrestling promotion that's uh, that airs a lot of shows locally uh, within the state of Ohio. Uh, we're both Ohioans, uh, native Ohioans, and I still I still live in, in Ohio. And uh, I, I re- received his information and. He was he. It was some promotion. Uh, it was some show that he was having. He has his world classic professional big time wrestling, and 
he answered the phone. There was some show that was happening. Quick to answer his phone. Uh, we talked for a while, uh, and he was just so um, he was just so inviting. <laughs> he was he was super inviting. Um, he was really happy to uh, to come on the show. Uh, and to, to not only, you know, plug his promotion, but to just uh, talk wrestling and <laughs> talk his storied history in the business. Um, and we hit it off then, since then. I mean, I, I went to, I started doing media work at his shows um, that, would, that would come for about a year straight. I would, yeah, all throughout 2017, I went to his shows um you know, there were times I drove an hour and a half out and uh, I would bring my, my son, who's now uh, six, uh, almost six and a half. Back then he was um, uh, four. <laughs> he, was, he was four years old. That, that's crazy. <laughs> my four-year-old boy uh, was loving him some, some wrestling and still does uh, going to the shows with me. Now my middle child is four, interestingly enough, um, but my oldest is uh, six and a half now. And he would come to the shows with me. He came to a couple shows. Uh, there'd be a lot of the shows I actually did coverage. It was more work related, so I was doing media coverage. But there was some that I would do, you know, some coverage. But I really wanted to bring my boy with me, uh, and he just had he just had the time of his life. Every single time he went to the shows, he would he would say Mister Mister Him and Mister Him, and just with his manners, and it was such a traditional good guy versus bad guy and what wrestling should be. Me and this person have had plenty of conversations about wrestling here on the show and outside of the show about uh, the lost art of a, a, a strong baby face and a, a strong loved baby face and a strong hated heel. Um, I, I'm a traditionalist. I've been watching wrestling for 30 plus years. This person has been competing in wrestling longer than I've lived. Uh, I think slightly longer than I've lived. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a traditionalist. I, I love just the baby face versus heel dynamic. I think that's, it. that's the lifeblood of professional wrestling. You know, I appreciate the new school stuff. I appreciate the, the competitiveness. I, I, I do. I appreciate all that. But I think that there's just a tried and true underlying factor that will never go away from professional wrestling, and that is the art of the good guy versus the bad guy. I always call professional wrestling a comic book come to life. And you have your good guys, you have your bla- your, your bad guys, you have the plot thickening and the plot building, and then all of a sudden the, the good guy at the end gets his comeuppance and everybody goes home happy. Uh, and this person was a really strong baby face throughout his uh, whole career. We've had those conversations and my little boy, he understood the dynamic of the, <laughs> the baby face and the heel when he would attend his, his, his events. And so I'm bringing him back for the third time here. Really, really happy to have him on the show uh, as people uh, load up in the chat, man, I'm going to chat with him just a little bit, and then we're going to get into a few questions. I'm not going to keep him from long, but it's funny because ever since January of 2017, man, we we really hit it off. You know, we we are we both are very very strong, unashamed Romans 116 Christ followers, uh, and uh, you know it's it's one of those things that when you you know. Uh, we, we noticed that in, in each other and actually strengthened our relationship uh, with, within one another. And, and we've, we've had plenty of conversations 
over the past couple of years about faith, about wrestling, about life, and I'm really excited to bring him back on. So, my man, Bobby Fulton, how are you tonight, sir? I'm doing good, Chris. I'm excited about being on your program again. Like you said, it's the third time, and usually in professional wrestling, that third count is it. But I hope that it's not it, but <laughs> I'll be able to be asked back again, you know. I'm looking for the bell to ring at any minute and say, get out, get gone, you know. I'm excited That's about being segue, here. Man. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Man, it's it's always a pleasure, man. Um, it, it really is, uh, you know. And I, I wouldn't, and for those listening, man, I was, I'm very authentic within my faith and uh, and and uh, my wrestling, but most most importantly, my faith. And um, <clears throat> you know, like I said, man, it was just something that I noticed that we just really noticed in each other and hit it off, and uh, it just it just really put another layer. And our, and our respect that we have for each other in our relationship, man. So uh, this these past two years has been a, a great ride knowing you, man. Thank you. And the same, same here. You know, you're talking about your son. I re- remember meeting him for the first time. What's funny about I have uh, two sons, Dylan, which is 19, and my other son, Jaron, and that's Aaron with a J, but uh, he's, he's 17. But, but their mom promised me when they did that first ultrasound, Chris, and all of a sudden, they seen that male anatomy there. She looked at me and she said, <laughs> promise me that he'll never be in the wrestling business. And he got he would yeah. be in church and he would be crawling around and he couldn't talk really much. But he would go, he would <laughs> slap the carpet. One, two, three, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and the pastor would look up at us. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, it's. It's, uh, you know, you know they get it honest. But, but you know, as like yeah. you talked about your son, I remember the first one of the when I first went to a wrestling event was 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 way back in the um, in the early seventies. As a matter of fact, I've seen some newspaper clippings lately of it, and it was at my at the Ross County Fairgrounds here in uh, Chillicothe, Ohio, and I think the first very first show that I went to, it was, uh, it had Dr. Big Bill Miller and Dan Miller on it against a couple of Japanese guys. I think the great Kajika and Sakaguchi, big Sakaguchi, you you know who I'm talking about, right? He's, but but I remember going and, and what really was amazing when I seen that ring, I was transfixed just, just looking at that wrestling ring. I mean, it looked like, the pyramids in Egypt to me, I was just, just, you know, just, uh, just, I was enamored by it and it was was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, that was, that was what year? Probably I I would say around 70. It would, it would, it could have, it was in the sixties. I think might've, I might've been six in 67 or 68. Uh, I can't, I have a hard time remembering. I mean, you know what's funny about me? I I, I know guys like Tony Falk, who was a wrestler. I can walk up to him and say, Tony, tell me when you and I left uh, Tennessee to go to Louisiana. And he could tell me the date or or the San Antonio. He could tell me the date, this and that and everything. I'm not good at that. I'm good at remembering people's faces, even if they're in different places. (laughs) I just say, I know you from somewhere. And and thank yeah, God yeah, it's yeah. not the post office wall, you know. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad that I'm not that uh, that that bulletin on the wall. That... <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. You know, or seen you on America's Most Wanted back in the day. Right. You know, yeah. You say I've seen you somewhere. Was that on America's Most Wanted? Yeah. You know, I think you know, one Walsh of those America's Most name. Wanted. Go ahead, I'm sorry No, I was just saying I think John Wall says your name on TV I think that's where I know you from America's most wanted Well, what happened was The Terminator Mark Laurinaitis That was Joe's brother And John Laurinaitis' brother He was one of the actors On that one night (laughs) When they reenact the scenes, you know Oh, really? Oh wow! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was many years ago, uh, you know. uh, But I remember watching that, and I said, "Man, I know him." Yeah. Wow. That's uh, that's really it's really interesting to be an actor for one of those people. I mean, for one of those Uh America's Most Wanted, uh, Uh because sometimes it's so real, like it has such a real feel that people think the actors are actually the criminals. You know, I don't, sure. I don't know well, if you ever had that. Well, it draws before. away from, it draws away to, yeah. to where that, that's the picture. You know, I, I, somebody pointed this out to me recently. You remember Lyle Elzado, right? Oh, yeah. The football player. Well, Tommy and I, yeah, yeah. when mm-hmm. we were wrestling for for uh, Crockett's, the uh, NWA, they were doing learning the ropes. So each week, a couple, well, like me and Tommy would go. They sent us up there to do an episode of Learning the Ropes, and that was a whole nother kettle of fish, as far as what we were used to be doing. Because they would start on Monday, and you'd have a script, and you'd sit there and study that script, and go back to your room and study it. The next day, you'd get there, and they'd have changes. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. <laughs> it, it yeah, went like that three or four days, script. you know. Yeah, speaking of scripts that change uh, changes uh <laughs> modern day WWE, that happens quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just don't understand uh I, I'm really excited about what this uh AEW has to offer to the fans as consumers because for quite some times sometime the people have been voting with their uh, thumbs and their feet on the WWE and not happy with the product that they've been promoting. Not necessarily athletes, not necessarily the talent, but just what they've been force fed. And now, now they have an alternative and the proof is in the pudding when an event sells out in four minutes that the fans want wrestling. (laughs) I mean, Chris, listen, we're a part of a industry that will not die that it's on all levels. You can drive down Hamilton Road in Columbus, Ohio, say, for example, and in a storefront building there could be a small wrestling show. But then you go on down the street and there's a wrestling show maybe in an armory. And then you go on down the street and there's one in the high school. Then you go on down the street and there's one at Schottenstein's. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, uh, it's just the different levels of professional wrestling that's out there. It's amazing and it, it, it and is vibrant, and I am excited about what that AEW has to offer and the type of matches. I, I mean, I watched the access uh, uh, the pr- program from uh, New Japan, and that is where our business has evolved. Because when I was in the '80s, I was saying 
saying it can't just be one tackle drop down, uh, get it again. It has to evolve, and that's where it's taken off at, you know. And, yep. and those guys are incredible athletes, man, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about AEW, too. Um, I just um, – <clears throat> I've said it before. I, I'm just – I don't know <coughs> – excuse me. I don't know where they fit right now as far as just uh, a particular type of – I mean, I don't know exactly what they're gunning for because, like I said, I've said this before on my show. You have uh, – you have, like, the um, – the, the 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 conglomerate like you have the 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 empire the the juggernaut as Vince McMahon would say with mm-hmm. the WWE then you have then you have the, the the battle for second place as far as like the Ring of Honor and the Impact Wrestling uh, then you have like the new like you said the New Japan you said you said Access TV the New Japan they're they're mm-hmm. kind of they're they're expanding to the American market I mean they've been around mm-hmm. for over forty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, nineteen seventy, nineteen seventy two, so uh, approaching approaching fifty years, um, right? And so, and so they've been around for a while, and they're just starting to expand. I think two thousand eleven, if I'm mistaken, was their first American show. So they've only mm-hmm. been in the American market for less than a decade, and mm-hmm. uh, so AEW is kind of so it just seems. And then you have like the independent shows. Um, right. Like for instance, you ha- you you have like the 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 C the the PWGs the the PCWs, uh, um, you know the, the CZWs the you know you right. have like the uh, championship from Hollywood and you have the NWA promotion sure. who like travels from from place to place and things like that. Uh, it just seems like all of the all of the corners of the market are covered. And mm-hmm. AEW just really has to find their own niche. They have to really carve mm-hmm. their own way. And I think that's what we're going to see. I hope that's what we're going to see with the AEW yep. product. Um, you know I mean? I, and, and I hope that they really are a competitor for WWE because we saw that with the Monday Night Wars, right? From 95 to right. 2001. That was, that, was, that was some of WWE's best product ever because they mm-hmm. had a competitor. They had a legitimate competitor. So mm-hmm. uh, that's why I'm hoping that we see with with AEW. I hope that they bring in some some uh, more popular talent. Uh, right now, they have a lot of like ROH people and independent mm-hmm. wrestlers. I don't think that that's going to be what it takes to really um, continue the buzz. I think I think they're mm-hmm. selling out because their marketing's fantastic, and also sure. they're selling out. I also think they're selling out because people want change, right? I think I think that, yeah, people want to see that different product. And I think for them, I think that they have this market pretty much covered as far as people wanting to change. I think mm-hmm. AEW's biggest uh, challenge is keeping that momentum going. And, I got you. and you need some, you know, you need some heavy talent for that. You know, you need some, you need sure. some heavy hitters, you know. Luger came over, but, you know, the the first the first WCW. I mean, what really turned the the, the tide in WCW was when Luger came on the first episode of Nitro in '95, and it right. wasn't necessarily because it was Luger. It was more to the fact that we just saw him in WWE. Right. 
Like it was, it, right. it had that sense of realness to it. Like, wait a minute, you know, I was a teenager at the time. I was in high school, and I was like, wait a minute, okay, wait. I just saw him on WWE. I know that WCW is the competitor. Wait a minute, mm-hmm. he he, I, you know, what I mean, so that was that was the that caused the the spark that someone defected from WWE. Now, sure, I think of AEW do that in their first uh, on their first show in uh, this coming May. If they have someone that you know uh, is out of contract with WWE now and defects over, right. I think it can draw that type of spark too. Right, a lot. There's quite a few guys that's letting their contracts expire that I think are, are kind of, they don't, you know, it's, it's tough when you, when you, I don't know if it's just the writing or whatever, or whatever, but you know, you can only, here's the problem. Here's the the one problem with the WWE is you see the pay-per-view matches on Monday night. So there's not, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, there's not much of a big thing. You don't get to build up. Plus, they got three hours of television, and I don't. I, I'm not blaming the writers or whatever. It's hard to keep people today's attentions because we're on that 24-hour news cycle, and everything is here and now, and it's hard to keep people's attention for that long. And 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 it's just like I said. And then and then when you don't have the older guys, and this is the problem that we always had in professional wrestling. The older guys don't like to pass the baton to the younger guys. So, therefore, when that happens, then see, see, here's here's, one time, one time Kevin Kelly had went to WCW's nails. He was wearing an orange outfit. And when the referee went Mm -hmm. to check him and he turned his back like he was getting arrested, I said, man, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. And I was I was sitting at home watching it, and he was wrestling Sting. I said, now, if he beats Sting, it'll make him. Well, Sting beat him. So I just said, that would have been a smart move right there to put him over Sting. And this is one thing that Jerry Lawler and that, those guys had in Memphis, that the top heel would come in and beat Lawler right off the bat. Then, then he would go through everybody on the card and work his way back up the card then he would have a series of matches with Jerry Lawler, and then he would then he would put then Jerry Lawler would uh, go over on him, and then he would it'd be time for him to leave. So mm-hmm. the thing of it is that that the people never got tired of that. It was a formula that worked for them for years, and it was a, it was a great formula. But if those guys don't, how can you get anybody over, Chris, if nobody's really over? Now. John yes. Cena. John Cena. John Cena <laughs> yeah. is great concerning and, 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 and nothing and I want to say this. The last time I came on here I said something and, and I repented of it afterwards, especially over the illness and stuff that he ends up having and I pray for him. But the thing of it is if John John Cena's big on the uh on the make a wish thing, right? But I seen Charleston, West Virginia yep. a picture of it or Huntington just a couple of weeks ago and John Cena's walking to the ring and the building's empty. And I'm sitting here, it's just a regular house show. I'm sitting here going, Oh my goodness. And Charleston in West Virginia was always big wrestling country for WCW Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But I'm looking at the civic center 
And I, I, I could have threw a bomb in the building and not hit anybody. For me to tell you that yeah. and say that's not that can't be, but that's the way it is. But what I'm saying is, you have to have somebody over to reach back to get someone else over. If not, everybody just flounders at the bottom, and they don't mean nothing. Yeah. It's nothing against the talent; it's the head, it's the people that's mm-hmm. in charge that's able to pull the strings to say, "Here's what we need to do." That's why I think. They need to put enhance, and they call them enhancement guy, whatever they want to call them. They need to in the, in the middle of that three hours, when we're bored out of our mind anyway, or people are that's watching it, go in there and put a guy over in in two minutes strong, and let him win with his finish to establish it. So maybe somebody yeah. says, "Hey, I seen Joe Smith. I'll give you just just a name. I seen Joe Smith." He won with that move that I haven't really seen before, but I'll tell you one thing. Mm-hmm. I can beat him, and I can break that. You know, you build up to a pyramid of that, of different guys, yep. not just one, but different guys, but establishing people to where, you know, um, but, 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 it's, but it's always – it's like I was watching my son, Jaron, play basketball the other night. I make a great – I make a great armchair coach sitting in the stand and I make a great armchair booker sitting in my easy chair watching a wrestling program. But, but the thing of it is when the people are voting with their thumbs and low ratings and they're voting with their feet by not going, there's a problem there when you are virtually not the only act, but you're the lead company in our industry. So say, for example, we are wrestling. I don't care if you're in the storefront on Hamilton Road, and I use that just as an example of a street that you and I know, or if you're at the stadium in Texas Stadium, WrestleMania, we are all still a part of the same industry, small and large, and all points in between. We love it. That's why you have your program. People want to, want to, want to. We love this wrestling business. Fabulous Jackie Fargo, the fabulous one. In Memphis, he was equivalent to Babe Ruth was what Babe Ruth meant to baseball. Jackie Fargo at that time in, in, in Tennessee was Babe Ruth. There was no pro sports. Think about this. And there was no pro sports. So he, But he told me, he said, Bobby, you can't kill pro wrestling. I just seen a thing the other day where there was a newspaper clipping in West Virginia where the wrestlers, this was in the 60s, I think, claimed to be actors to get away from the commission. So what Vincent did mm-hmm. back then wasn't nothing new. None of it was new. and But he's heard it because he just rams it down the people's throat. Listen, Chris, I don't want to go to a magic show and watch Carl Ballantyne mess up every magic trick so that I can see through it. And I don't want to be told when I'm watching <laughs> that magic show how I'm doing every trick. And why it's going on, yes. and the trick that I'm going to do upcoming, and how I'm going to solve that woman's head off. I don't want to hear about <laughs> it before. I want to be captured in the moment to say, "Wow, yes. you know." I mean, and everything. But I don't mean to babble. Yeah. I get excited because, listen, I still have the same passion for the business that I had when I was a six or seven year old boy, and I'm fifty, uh, fifty, be fifty eight in October. And uh, I still like the wrestling business, you know, and, and, and glad I was blessed in it to be a big part, to be a, to be a small part in a big industry. 
Amen. We're going to take some uh, some some questions before we let you go. Uh, I told you I won't keep you long, so uh, definitely I want to stay stay true to that, man. Um, it's always a pleasure talking to you, man. Uh, and and um, what do you got planned for WrestleMania before we get into some questions? WrestleMania. Do they still yeah, have that event? Weekend. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I, 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 you know, I've seen you. I've seen you down in uh, New Orleans, I believe, didn't I? Was you was you in New Orleans? I think I was. I, we were supposed to meet up, but some I don't know what's happened. Well, but I, I, yeah, I, I was. I, I was there. For, I thought I I can't remember, but I knew you was there. I, I I'm I'm not going to do anything with WrestleMania or go to uh, the 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 WrestleCon or anything this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna set it out. But uh, I I you know as far as wrestling events, I got a big event um, March the sixteenth. In Chillicothe here, Huntington High School, I got, got Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. We got the, mm-hmm. the Honky Tonk Man. We got me and Ricky Morton's going to be in a tag team match against Shane Douglas nice. and a guy called the Pittsburgh Steeler. We've got the Mouth of South Jimmy Hart. You know, you know what, Chris, what I've noticed? I mean, I've noticed that people want to go back and, like, say, for example, a guy 30 or 40 will bring his kids mm-hmm. to my event. And say this is what I watched growing up. You see what I'm saying? It's a nostalgia mm-hmm. type show. And like you talked about, where the heroes are heroes and the villains are bad yes, guys. Sir. But uh, concerning mm-hmm. WrestleMania, I, 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 you know, uh, I don't. But I went and seen it in Texas, but I've never, I've never really watched it on television. A couple of, couple of things. So, how about you? Are you going to New York City? Yeah, I'll be there. I do coverage every year. Um, I did coverage right. last year in New Orleans and the uh, year before in Orlando. Right. Um, and I'll be there in New York. I My, my typical schedule is uh, get there Thursday morning, uh, do coverage for events throughout Thursday and Friday right. and Saturday. And then um, right. – don't do I don't do any coverage on Sunday uh, except for just like some live some Facebook lives sure. uh, at Mania, um, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday I'm like super duper swamped <laughs> yeah. from from top to from day to night doing coverage and it's it's a thrill I absolutely love it I it, it's like the journalism's dream uh, doing sure just doing live interviews and and coverage from from all different types of shows throughout. Uh, Throughout the um, the city, that's the, during WrestleMania weekend last year, I had like a half dozen interviews, and um, right, I was at all different types of shows uh, from sunup to sundown, and and this year right. it'll be the same. Uh, I'll be in New York doing the same coverage from Thursday, and and I get back right. Uh, I fly back. I fly back Monday morning, so that's typically yep. my schedule. You know, I'm glad Vince didn't get to stop all the wrestling. He wanted to stop all yeah. that and all them was events in the cities he would do WrestleMania in. But I mm-hmm. feel as though it's kind of like it's kind of like the WrestleMania is the meat, the the meat, and and the wrestling is the is the all the other stuff is the potatoes, you know, and and the vegetables and the dessert. I mean, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a great uh, circus-like atmosphere, like you said. You can see wrestling, and that's one thing that smartened me up to why wrestling was wasn't dead or whatever die. When I was in Texas, I seen it just on every level, like you talked about. 
even to all the way to the stadium. And I said, you know what, this, mm-hmm. this, and people love the people that love it's a niche, but the people that love it, love it. And they're lifers. Absolutely. Everybody. Absolutely. Everybody. Yes. And the guys <laughs> in the ring and the people watching the ma- watching the matches. They're lifers in wrestling, yep. and that's a wonderful thing. Yep, hundred percent agree with that. And I would even say, I would even say, and I strongly agree, uh, believe this uh, that WrestleMania. If it wasn't for WrestleMania, you would you would have a bunch of independent shows that wouldn't get as much money. I mean, independent shows sure. get the bulk of their money during WrestleMania weekend because sure. there, there's. There's independent shows from sunup to sundown. If it wasn't for That's WrestleMania right. being the big event that everybody's going to on Sunday, you know, now nowadays there's, you know, there's shows that even start as early as Wednesday. You know, typically right, it's from right, Thursday right. to Sunday. But, you know, you have independent shows from when you know from Wednesday throughout the entire week, you have all types of Russell Con, you have Russell Con, you have all different all different types of conventions. So if it wasn't for WrestleMania, mm-hmm. the independent shows wouldn't get the the the, the, the bulk of their their income, you know, because right. of, because of that. And, right, and, and right. WrestleMania has actually it, it's kind of been an adverse effect. It hasn't it hasn't monopolized the market at all. WrestleMania no. has actually helped independent shows, you know, get, well, get the bulk of their yeah. income. So. And get to, get them yeah. established. Listen here, wrestling came from the old carnival days, right? Mm-hmm. Wrestling came from the carnival days, professional wrestling. Well, here's the deal. Back in the day, the circus had the great big tent. But before you walked up to the circus, you had the side shows. Yep. So you walked yep. up the midway to the circus and you had all these barkers trying to get you to come in this tent to see the bearded lady, <laughs> yeah. to see the elephant yeah. man, to see this and that. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the way it's still that, but it's, 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 it's modern. It, the, the uh, WrestleMania is the main tent and the other ones are all the side shows and you're exactly right. Perfect. And it's made, yeah. made people stars, guys that would never been seen that's independent. Yep. And I'll tell you another thing, too, Chris. Years ago, if I wanted to have a wrestling show on television, on on channels 4, 6, and 10, using Columbus uh, Station, it would take me tons of money. It would take me a lot of money to edit this and that. Now, now I can do an interview in my living room, and people in Japan can see it five minutes after I've uploaded it. It's just changed the whole yeah. whole yep. thing in, 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 in the world. You know? And yep. it's great. <laughs> That's so I don't, true. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. I'm That's not so I'm not one of these people that, uh, like I said, it's the progression and it's the, the evolution of the business. And I'm not one of those that want to hold on to the past. I know things have got to change and it's just part of it. But also, I think yep. like the basic, the basic uh, things as a as a as a heel and a baby face. I don't think that should ever be taken out of the uh, out of the uh, equation. Equation. And but Amen. I think, I just don't think there's a sh- should be a shade of gray. And I don't mean to over talk, but but just to say there should never be a shade. Of, it's all right, maybe one character to be a shade of gray, but 
for for no for the lines not to be drawn, I think that I think that there should always be lines, and the reason being is, like say for example, people in Ohio love the Buckeyes, and they don't like the that team That's from the right. north. And it's just a rivalry there, and it's set, and that's the way wrestling should be with the rivalries of mm-hmm. here comes this guy, and man, he's mm-hmm. we like him. And it, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Um, one time, Tommy Rogers and I we were doing an interview, and Tommy said a curse word. It was H or so I don't know, but Fritz von Erich said, "I don't ever want to hear you say anything like that again." He said, "I'm gonna tell you why." He said, could you imagine walking up to the most beautiful girl in the world and her passing gas? (laughs) He said, you should never see anything like, but, but, you know, he was just using that as a thing. He said, you should never say that you guys out there on that TV. And he just, and it was true. I mean, and uh, everything, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm excited for what the business has. You know, there's been times yeah. when we think it's over and gone, but then all of a sudden it comes like a dinosaur out of the – That's right. <laughs> you know, it keeps moving. Out of the know. cave. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> all right, so real quick uh, real quick questions. You can answer them short. Um, uh, we got some, some funny questions in the chat room right now, and I'm going to let you go. Uh, um, all right, so Multi's asking, uh, what is your, uh, who is your favorite active WWE wrestler? Favorite active WWE wrestler? Mm-hmm. Well, when I walked, my my son Dylan has been an avid wrestling fan, and somebody has sent me some tapes 10 years ago, maybe longer, I don't know. I walked in front of the mm-hmm. TV, and I wasn't watching it, and I said, you see that guy right there? It's probably 15 years ago. My, like I said, I'm not good. I said, that guy named Brian Danielson? He's going to be great. He's going to be unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I, I I like his wrestling. I like um. I don't really, to be honest with you, Chris. I don't really follow enough to know the, the guys. My son said they're really trying to bring back, and it seems to him like they're trying to bring back that type of wrestlers like we used to be. You know, um, mm-hmm. and like the revival and guys like that and mm-hmm. trying to do Love some stuff yeah, with them. Uh, mm-hmm. Do what now? Yeah, the, the revival is a good point as far as the old school tag team feel. Yeah, yeah. But you but you know what? I don't think I don't think there's ever been as many great athletes and I mean the bar's been lifted and these guys are all tremendous. Every one of them. I mean, they're unbelievable to watch in the ring. And uh, stuff like that, and uh, and everything. So there's just so many great guys that's in the wrestling business. That, uh, but uh, sure. Brian Daniels is uh, Daniel Bryan is is a guy that I really like, and I think the reason why is in uh, AJ Styles and people like that because they're more my size type guys. You you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm mm-hmm. pulling for them. The yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, real quick. Um... Rob is asking, can you talk about the experience working with Stu Hart and all those Calgary guys? By the way, by the way, before you answer that question, uh, uh, right about an hour, less than an hour before the show, um, uh, I had this guy on before, and he was one of my favorite guests. He's one of the most popular guests here on the show. 
I'm having uh-huh. my boy uh, Black Bart. He's, uh, he's he's coming back on the show next week to do a Q and A, and we talked about right. you. <laughs> and, Black Bart. Uh, He's like, yeah, I got some, I got some stories with Bobby Fulton, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and so he, he, he said uh, he, he wanted to tell you hi, and um, you know, yes, just, he's uh, a great he, guy. You know, that guy could take, yeah, a, yeah. take a, he could take a can of Copenhagen and put the whole can in his lip. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's, he was that's, in the ring tonight. Q. Yeah, he was, he was in the, uh, he was in the ring with us. The night that Kevin Von Erich died, the only surviving Von Erich, he was in the ring with us mm-hmm. the night that Kevin Von Erich died. Mm. Did you know about that, Chris? Yikes! Did you know no, about that? No, no, no. Well, Kevin, we I thought Kevin match. was the only one that's still alive. He's still, but let me tell you, he died. Let me tell you this: we were in a match at Fort Worth. It was me and Tommy, and Bruiser Brody, and Kevin Von Erich on one side of the ring. It was mm-hmm. Brian Adias, it was Black Bart, and two other guys, which I can't think of who it is right now, and I'm sorry. But we were in you the mean, ring, and me and Bruce mean, Brody and Tommy. Huh? You said Kevin? Because Kevin is still yeah, alive. Listen, to, you me, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Kevin Von Erich. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Kevin Von Erich, the barefooted Von Erich. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. So here's the, here it is, Chris. The one that survives died in the ring that night. So all of a sudden we're wrestling in the ring and Bruiser Brody, we're at Fort Worth at the Will Rogers Coliseum taping the two-hour show that where they would play on Saturday nights. And mm-hmm. Bruiser Brody looks at Tommy and I and he says, he don't know we're here. And we're watching him in the ring and he's going around the ring. And, you know, they, the Von Erichs were in phenomenal shape, Kevin and Kerry was, especially, I mean, you yeah. know... Uh, yeah. David and David and Mike was built similar. Mike was shorter, but more raw bone type mm-hmm. guy. But 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 mm-hmm. what happened? He got thrown into the corner, and when he did, he looked up at the sky, and I thought it was like he was going to show some fire, like double his fists up, and like like mm-hmm. come out of there fighting. But he just his hands drew up, like almost like a claw, like he was having some kind of seizure, and he fell down. Oh, well, wow. when he did. We watched him turn purple in the ring. Well, about that time, Bruiser, people started snapping pictures of him down. Bruiser Brody started gra- grabbing, I'm talking about newspaper people's cameras and everybody, mm-hmm. and slamming them on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and t- Tommy, Tommy, Black Bart grabbed Tommy, shot him off. Tommy sunset flip back Bart one two three and Kevin's laying there crumpled up in a mess. Tommy starts giving him mouth to mouth, and I'm screaming wow. on the microphone, "Please, can somebody help us? Can somebody help us?" He had peed himself and everything, wow. and 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 all of a sudden he started getting his collar back. And, I mean, him and Tommy later joked about it in Hawaii about his French kiss he got from Tommy Rogers on television and stuff like that. Yes, he is alive, but also yeah, but also something bad happened to him, and he was near – He was uh, to me, he was dead. But me and Tommy Rogers, after that match, Chris, we drove – I'll never forget driving home. The radio wasn't on. Me and him neither talked. We about quit the business mm-hmm. that night. 
I mean, to think you go, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but wow. uh, that's, that's really interesting. You never heard about that? No, no. As as much as I know about the pro wrestling business, how much I've researched, I've and then, done, and, and then, studied a lot. Yeah. I don't know. That's awesome. I mean, well, yeah, that's awesome then, that you're giving that. that, that Terrible. And Fritz von Erich. Do what now? Yeah. Do what? Now? I said it's terrible that it happened, but I'm I'm glad that you I'm glad that you share that with us. I'm 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 well. It's, ter- it's well, terrible that that happened, but it's yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's alive, and his sons are wrestling, and mm-hmm. he's still around. And I I seen him in Texas during that WrestleMania thing. But what I'm saying was, it was just un unbelievable. You know. Uh, to yeah. go through that. But then Fritz told Tommy, and this is nothing about that. He said, my son didn't really need any help, but I really believe Tommy is one of the reasons why Kevin Von Erich, which is the only surviving, you know, uh, of the family, left. Yep. And if it wouldn't, I don't think if it would have been for Tommy Rogers, and maybe I'm wrong, I don't know, but if Kevin wouldn't be here. But listen to me, I'll say this also. I have nothing but respect for all the brothers of the Von Erics and Fritz and Doris oh, yeah. and them. I worked for them. They were great people. What a dynasty in professional wrestling. It was tragic, a lot of stuff that took place there. And, you know, there's not very many guys that wrestled in that territory that's alive anymore. I mean, if people go back and yeah. look at it. And uh, but but yeah. and I didn't want to say that in a bad light. I was just, you mentioned Black Bart. And he is a great guy, mm-hmm. a great big guy, mm-hmm. and uh, what a tremendous talent in professional wrestling. And he is a character. <laughs> he is a character. Yeah, yes, that's he what is. Brought that memory back. <laughs> you know. You know. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm about, glad you shared that. Memory. Go ahead. Do what? I'm glad you shared that memory. I, I had no clue. I had no clue about that, and I'm glad you shared it. Yeah. Yeah. He he's never yeah. talked about it. He's never. No. No. It. He. Mm-mm, no, he he never. And I've talked to him uh, multiple times uh, off off air too on the phone, and uh, right, no, he's right, never right. shared that. That's, that's really, we was really it was eight uh, um, Wow. And I'm not giving wow. any bad luck well, to the Von Erich family. No, 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 no. I, I didn't. I, my my fans and, and I didn't. I surely didn't take it that way. I, I just think yeah. I just like to know. You know, just just stories like that because I never knew yeah. that that happened, and and that's really interesting. That's a really interesting story, and and it's good to. I mean, he's alive today. You know, I mean, yes, he is. like sixty two years old, sixty one, and and uh, yeah. so it's 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 it had a good it had a good ending to it. You know, because <laughs> he's still yeah. alive. So, but um, yeah. You, yeah, you're right. In in a great family, he's a great guy. You know, and I wish his sons yep. nothing but great right. things. I hear a lot of a lot of great things. I met him, and they're Real humble, and that was the thing about the Von Erich brothers. They were all nice, humble people. Yep. I mean, they were like just, mm-hmm. just like just, they. There wasn't no, uh, they didn't have an air about them. They were like talking to mm-hmm. your neighbor. You know what I mean? They didn't have any cockiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just good, good guys. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, let's uh, address a few of these questions quickly. Uh, okay, so to talk about your experience working with Stu Hard and all the, the Calgary guys. Right, right. I, I, I'll never forget, Chris. I had broken the wrestling business, and uh, I had uh, got a chance to go to Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and wrestle for Stu Hart. And I, when I got up there, there was a, 
<clears throat> there was a Brett was wrestling just started. Brett was wrestling. Bruce and Keith was wrestling, and Owen was a little ten, eleven year old boy running around in the dressing room. And uh, they had guys. Well, it was great about that. They had guys from Japan wrestling there. Guys from England. Guys from all over the world was wrestling there. One in particular was a young guy by the name of uh, Dynamite Kid. And uh, also they had heels there, Angel Acevita, which was the Cuban assassin, uh, Bobby Bass and Goldie Rogers. But Dynamite Kid, he was unbelievable to watch in the ring. He he would he would go out there and wrestle and do diving headbutts off the top rope out to the floor. He'd come back to the dressing room. He would do a thousand. He'd do a thousand Hindu squats. The guy was a machine. Mm. He was unbelievable. And, uh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, he was great. There was a guy in there by the name of John Foley that was there. John Foley was a shooter and a hooker. You know what a shooter and a hooker is? You know what a shooter is. Yeah. You, you know a hooker. Yeah. There's difference in shooting and hooking, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know? Yep. Do you know there's a difference in being a shooter and being a hooker in the ring? I do. Do you know do. what I'm saying? yeah. yeah. I do. And, uh, uh, and uh, let the let the chat room know. Let the let the listeners know uh, what, what the difference well, is. Well, a, a shooter. Say for example, like like Rick Steiner told me a long time ago, he could shoot because he was an amateur wrestler, but he didn't know nothing about mm-hmm. hooking. And hooking is grabbing people and breaking breaking their arms and knowing joint yep. you, you know manipulation and stuff like that. Well, this mm-hmm. guy was like up Stu in Hart. Calgary, Alberta. I was about two forty, a thick guy. Back then, other guys that was there was Lynn Denton and and uh, Lynn Denton and um, and David Sierra, who was Fidel Sierra. Who, uh, but 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 he John John Foley was a great hooker and a great shooter. And one night was in a hotel room and he wanted to shoot with me and I didn't know nothing about it. But he got on all fours and I was at two forty and when I dove on him, he had been drinking, so I carpet burned his face all up. So Ooh. the next day when he went to get in the to go to the town, here he was, the great shooter, and his face was all carpet burned by a an eighteen, nineteen year old boy, Bobby Fulton, which he wasn't very happy about or anything like that. But <laughs> Stu Hart's territory yeah. when when I went there I got a chance to wrestle Bret Hart and all those guys and it was a great territory and it was funny. And Jim Neidhart was there as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tom Stanton, some guys are not with us any longer, but it was a great territory and great traditional wrestling. And the one thing about it, Chris, you didn't want to be there when Stu Hart would go, uh, let me, uh, Chris, you're a pretty big old uh, guy. Uh, let me, uh, let me, uh, let me show you this. And he, all of a sudden, if he grabbed you and hooked you, he'd say, fight, fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he'd be screaming and this and that, right? Yeah, but uh, it was a great opportunity. <laughs> oh man, I, I you know what? It's so funny when you said that. I just I literally imagined my you know uh, six foot one, two hundred eighty five pound frame, uh, big old muscular uh, brawly guy uh, being hooked by uh, <laughs> by Stu Hart. <laughs> well, when we were there, that when was I was there, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I just, I just I, when, imagined. When, when you know, we like... were there, when we were there, Stu was in his sixties, right? 
Well, he had a newspaper mm-hmm. guy come to the dungeon that was doing a story on wrestling, and him and the Dynamite Kid was in there. So what they would do, they would have him work out, right? And they would mm-hmm. have, like, if they had 315 on the bench, the guy, they'd help the guy take it off the rack and spot him. But when he would get it down, they would let it lay across his throat, and he'd be fighting and struggling. So he would be worn uh, out after after the <laughs> after the exercises. Then Stu would hook him, and Stu oh, then man. would break his arm, and then he would say, uh, "Let me uh, tell you, uh, you couldn't fare well with a sixty-year-old. Imagine if one of my young wrestlers got a hold of you. You know. Mm-hmm. Have, have you ever heard of the Mongolian Stomper? I have absolutely. Well, he broke in there in in, in Calgary, and he he would get stretched every day in the dungeon, and finally he was in a hold. And I mean, Stu oh, wow. would hold him and tell him to fight. If Stu was getting, if the guy was getting upper hand on Stu, Stu would say, uh, uh, "Excuse me, I, I think I hear Helen calling me." Right to get out of there, but he said one day he seen Stu, and Stu had him tied up like a pretzel. And he said he could just barely look out of the corner of his eye, and Stu had his tongue hanging out of his mouth like he was applying oh, pressure, God. right? And he said he punched <laughs> up as hard as he could up under the chin, and blood was flying out of Stu's mouth, and Stu still Stu oh, was wow. like a python. He would hook you in a hold, and, and he wouldn't let go, you know. Oh, wow. Uh, I can. I've seen plenty of Stu videos and pictures, and I I see that as I'm as I'm as I'm, right. uh, as I'm imagining that. All right, so let's right. let's address a few of these questions uh, before we go. Just just real quick. Um, there's a couple. Just a couple more questions. Um, okay, uh, GSP is asking. Um, this question may get asked to a lot of wrestlers, but uh, who was your favorite um, to work in the ring with? Um, as far as who well, made it easy for you to have a good match. Right, right. I, I, I'll tell you what, Chris. I was blessed to be in an era where the guys in the main event were unbelievable to wrestle, but also the guys opening the card was true professionals. Do you understand what I'm saying by that? That you yeah. could get yep, into the absolutely. ring with the guy, the guy opening the card. And here's one thing that the independents have got to learn. Know your role where you're at on the card. Just, just save some stuff for the main event guys. If you go out and do it all in the first match, and see back then we knew how they knew how to do it all, but they knew their role and knew where they were on the card. But you know, I wrestled against yeah. guys, some of the great guys that I had matches with that had that that had bigger names w- would have been like uh, would have been like um, the Midnight Express with Jim Cornette, mm-hmm. both versions were tremendous to wrestle. Also, uh, we had great matches with Sting and Eddie Gilbert. We had great matches with uh, with um, with Jack Victory and John Tatum. We had a chance, the Bushwhackers we had, which were the Sheep Herders then, we had a series of matches with them that were just uh, tremendous. They were the hardcore type matches in the barbed wire and stuff like that before it was kosher. And uh, I got a chance to wrestle with them. But one guy that I had matches with that also wrestled for a short time as my brother was Eric Embry. And me and him had a, had a, had a program in San Antonio, Texas. And I really enjoyed my matches with him. And a lot of people in wrestling history might know him as a guy that worked for 
Fritz later on that did a lot of stuff and kind of popped that territory after it had kind of died. But he was tremendous to wrestle with. And then when I went to Japan, we wrestled Dynamite Kid and Davey Boy Smith. Uh, so many, the Malenko brothers, Joe and Dean Malenko. I mean, there's nice. just so many. Chris, I could spend the next three days telling you the great guys, every one of them. We had an opportunity to get wow. in the ring with. And, you know, the funny thing of it was, Chris, we you, people people think you practice or this and that. There was there was many times that I had never met a guy. In the Guerrero brothers, Chavo Guerrero, senior Chavo classic, they called him, and Hector Guerrero. We had great matches with them and the Fabulous Ones and uh, the Rock and Roll Express because, you know, I was mostly a tag team. Um, but mm-hmm. I had a lot of great matches with a lot of great people, even Jake the Snake Roberts. I was just telling somebody last night, he was in world-class wrestling, and he was kind of an underneath guy. Believe that or not, Jake the Snake Roberts was a, was an underneath guy, but we had. I always enjoyed my matches with Jake the Snake. He was incredible in the ring. Yeah, certainly, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, last question. Uh, we'll 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 uh, cap it with this. Um, uh, Steve Austin regards you as his favorite tag team of all time. What is your relationship like with Steve? Well, I, I finally got to meet him there in New Orleans, and it was a pleasure. Okay. And that's about the only yeah. time I've really ever got a chance to to talk to him or whatever. And uh, but I but you know what, Chris. Him and The Rock were the last big, big guys over in WWE, if you think about it. Yep. And how many years ago was yep. that? I mean, you could walk uh, down oh, anywhere in USA. Three? How many? Austin retired in 03. So, uh, Austin retired in 2003. WrestleMania 19 was his last match. So that was 16 years ago. And, those, and, and you see, I think that's what Vince wants. He don't want any wrestler over. He just wants the WWE coming to town like Barnum and Bailey, yep. but look what happened to Barnum and Bailey. Uh, they're out of business, but, but uh, Steve Austin's a super great guy. I mean, he's a nice guy. He was such a, a humble, nice guy when I met him and uh, everything. I just, uh, I just, uh, you know, I'm thankful for those guys that remembered us and I, and, and it's like I was when I was, when I was, getting in the wrestling business or in the wrestling business and meeting my heroes. It's amazing, mm-hmm. you know, Chris, for the opportunity of the people that I watched as a kid. Uh, you know, like in Ohio, there was a guy, the original Sheik, and I'll never forget, I was wrestling in Tennessee for Nick Gullison. He said, hey, boy, I need you to go down there and pick up the Sheik and take him to the town this week. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. Here I'm getting to ride in the car with, with the Sheik, who, who Chris, People can't imagine who owned this area and Detroit and everything and sold these arenas out, and he was a worldwide name before the Internet yeah. and, uh, you know, and everything. But going back to your question, uh, Steve Austin's a super nice guy. I never really had any contact with him except for that. Nice. He needs to bring you on his podcast, man. I think that would be fantastic. So. Yeah, he had Tommy Rogers one time on there a little bit before Tommy Rogers uh, passed away. And he mm. said, Tommy Rogers said that he was living out of a little brown bottle. And yeah, he was Tommy in Hawaii Rogers, when he passed, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. And you know what, Chris? Yeah. He didn't. He, people said he committed suicide. 
He choked on a little Debbie cake. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, he regurgitated. Um, and I mean, I hate to say that, wow. but it's just, I hate it when people tell me, when when people say he killed himself, he didn't kill himself. And he, I'll tell you what, Chris, that guy was a tremendous athlete. Tommy Rogers, he was yeah, he unbelievable was, yeah. in the ring. He was he was really good. Uh, yeah, he was yep. absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, I'll give you the credit. I'll give you credit too. I think both of you together was. I mean, you. You know, I, I, you were one of my favorite tag teams growing up. The Fantastics. I was a huge fan of the Fantastics. I totally marked out when y'all won the United States Tag Team Championships uh, <laughs> in the Thank NWA. Thank you so much. And so, that means a lot. Yeah, Thank man. you, sir. I, I love the Fantastics. I think I, I personally think the Fantastics is one of the best baby, just pure baby face tag teams of all time. That's I, that's, that's my personal opinion. So, that means yeah. a lot, Chris. Thank Should you, be in the sir. Hall of Fame. Should be in the WWE Thank Hall you, of Fame. Sir. In, in that my, means a lot. In my opinion. Thank so. you. Yeah. Well, go ahead and plug your show, man. You got a big show coming up in a couple weekends. Mm-hmm. Let the listeners know. Yep, about March. Yep, March the sixteenth in Huntington High School, out right outside of Chillicothe, Ohio. People can go to WCPBTW. That's a big mouthful. It's the acronym for World Classic Professional Big Time Wrestling. And it's going to take place Saturday, March the 16th. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's making a rare South Central Ohio appearance. The Honky Tonk Man, him and the Honky Tonk Man's going to be in the same building. I don't know what's going to happen then. They may have a, uh, they may have to relive some <laughs> magic moments of the past there. We've got the Mountain yeah. South. Jimmy Hart's going to be there too. Ricky Morton of Rock nice. and Roll Express, him and I are going to team up in a special match. It's a fundraiser for the. Uh, Huntington area, Little League, and everything. Because you know what, brother, we're just around the corner from baseball season coming up. I mean, and they're doing that to raise some money to get the kids some equipment and things like that. Now, listen, Chris, how important is it to keep these kids busy? Get them something to do instead of finding bad things to do. So get them out there on them ball fields. Get them out there. Get them involved in sports, all these other activities and stuff. I try to encourage these kids to stay in school and everything because, listen to me, it's a dark world out there, Chris, as you and I know. We run into it every day and see people see, see, see people that make the wrong decisions. And everything comes down yep. to a decision, uh, ultimately, in everything. But uh, I hope that everybody on Saturday, March the 16th, it's worth driving hundreds of miles to see Right there outside of Chillicothe, Ohio, the Ohio's first capital, it's going to be Huntington High School gym, big-time wrestling, a great big night of stars, thrills, WWE, Hall of Famers, legends, and more. And, Chris, if you get a chance, this is your public invite, as always, to come out to the show. It's always great seeing you and bring your son. Man, Man, that would be great. Well, you said the 16th? Of March. um, Yes, sir. March the 16th? Yes, sir. Oh, if man, you're I'm available, gonna, come I'm on. I'm going to see the Yeah, I'm going to see what I can huh? do, man, because that's, that's, yeah, that's a stacked lineup. <laughs> I got you. It is a good one. Man. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. Yeah, Ricky yep, we're gonna have a great time. Honky Tonk Man, Jimmy yep. Hart. Wow, yeah, that's a yep. stacked lineup. Ricky Morton, Rock and Roll yeah, Express. Shane Douglas. Yeah, Ricky uh, Morton. The Franchise. Myself. The Franchise. Yeah. Yep, it's going to... Wow. It's going to be a big night in South Central Ohio. And like I said, 
Uh, we're looking forward to a big thing. And, hey, may God continue to bless you, Chris, with your podcast and in your life. And you recently received your doctorate, if I'm mistaken. I follow you on Facebook. Is that right, or did I? Almost. Or are you working I'm, towards I'm, I'm that? I'm on my PhD. Work, yeah, working on my dissertation. You, and uh, should be all set by the fall. Yep. Ain't that wonderful, man? God's good, isn't he, brother? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Well, I appreciate you being on the show, man. I, I apologize you, for keeping you longer than we we, no. we uh, discussed. Uh, but it's, I got uh, it started. It's one of those I things. loved it. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's one of those things, man. That uh, just talking about some some history, some some wrestling history. It's hard to really confine that within uh, a short amount of time, man. You, yeah. You, you were spitting some historical knowledge tonight, Bobby, and I always, always enjoy it, man. Yes, sir. God bless you. Thank you, Chris. Wish you nothing but great you things. Well, Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, sir, man. Hope to see you soon. Bye-bye. Yes. Bobby Fulton, my, my, talking about Bobby Lashley, uh, move over, Bobby Lashley. I'm going to be the Neo, I'm going to be the Leo Russ to this one here. My man, Bobby Fulton, Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> my man, Bobby Fulton, um, man, just a great guy, man. And, um, you know, I, I'm pleased to, to be his friend over the past two years. And, uh, you know, we, we've talked a bunch of times, man. And so it's crazy. That he's only been on the show three times as much as we converse. Um, uh, he's only been on the show three times, but, um, prayerfully, uh, we'll get him back on man. And, um, uh, I really, really enjoyed it. You know, just <laughs> he's been he's been uh, he's been on the show for the past hour, <laughs> and uh, and we had to cut that because there was so much more <laughs> more to talk about. Man, I always I love having those conversations with with just you know historical just just legends in the business. He's been competing for over forty years, and um, you know, world classic professional big time wrestling. Check him out. I've been to plenty of his shows. Uh, for some reason, I think I got something planned for the 16th, but I might have to scoot that over because that is a stacked lineup. I might have to go and, and do some um, uh, do some do some uh, adjustments to my schedule to make that happen. So, thank you, Bobby. I appreciate you, man. Multi's um, right off the gate is asking. Um, uh, how are how am I? Uh, I'm doing well, man. I uh, um, as as Bobby was saying, man, just uh, working on my doctorate, as you know, as I, I've, I've made known on the show here. Um, and uh, yeah, man, just my my days are quite tiring, but uh, it my days are my days typically are about uh, eighteen, yeah, about eighteen to nineteen hours long. Yeah, about 19 hours long is typically my days. Um, so, but, yeah. And my gym sore, yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Um, I, I love lifting weights, man. And uh, um, I uh, am back back at it, man, back lifting heavy. I'm, I'm lifting some, some heavy hours, lifting some heavy weights again. Uh, as you, you all know, I had major back surgery last April and spinal fusion, um, L4 S1, uh, had to fuse, um, had to, had to fuse my L4 and S1. And, uh, and, uh, I was a personal, tra- I, I 
for I was a personal trainer for ten years from about oh six to sixteen. Um and so I, I you know, so been so used to working out for the past uh I really started working out heavily probably about oh five. Oh five is when I really start working out heavily. So for the past you know what, fourteen years I've been so used to working out <clears throat> and uh Man, it's uh, last year was really tough for me just mentally. Uh, I was I was happy that the, my back relief was uh, got a lot better, um, but but at the same time it was really tough for me mentally just as far as not being able. There was you know there was a six month time where I couldn't even hold my newborn daughter who's uh, fifteen months now. Um, uh, I, I was on I was on the 25 pound weight restriction. Uh, it was first it was 10 pounds and it went up to 25 pounds. And so for the past, for the first six months, um, I couldn't I couldn't hold my my daughter for six months. My my when my daughter was born, um, I I was five she was five months before I went to surgery, uh, just about five months old. And so from five months to 11 months, I couldn't, I couldn't hold her. I couldn't, I, mean, I held her in the bed, but I couldn't like pick her up and, and hold her because I was on restrictions. So that was tough. And then um, I couldn't work out. Um, so it was really tough just mentally not being able to work out. It was even tougher not being able to pick up my, my daughter. Um, but this has been a, but, but. Um, there were some really good things that happened last year as a whole. 2018 as a whole was one of my best years ever, but there was a lot of mental just hurdles going through my surgery. Uh, but 2019 has even been even better than 2018 all all the way, uh, all around. Uh, I'm back for the past couple months. I'm back at it, working out like a crazy man in the gym. <laughs> um, uh I'm uh, my my typical workouts is 30 to 35 minutes of cardio and then weights. Um, So I've I've been killing it again in the um, lifting, but my my doctor said I still can't do squats. So uh, I used to do 820 pound leg presses. Um, And so I was like, Hey doc, so when can I get back to the 820 pound leg press? (laughs) He was like, as 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 Stone Cold Steve Austin would say, ah, ah. <laughs> so so. But my hope is that uh, I, I'm actually starting rehab again soon to build up my core strength because I still get um, I still get st- real stiff uh, like daily. I, my back gets really stiff when I get out to bed or get out the couch or stuff. It still gets stiff. Um, but uh you know just uh, so I'm rehabbing that my hope is that I can I can uh, get up there and eventually eventually get back up there I missed my 820 pound um squats so I actually think I might have a uh <laughs> I think I might have a a video of that uh I have to find it um that might be on my Facebook. I, I can play it for you guys and show it, but I, it'll take me too long to try to find it uh, when I was actually lifting. Uh, I like pressing 820 pounds. So uh, <laughs> let, let's see me go against Mark Henry is what Mo said. Uh, Mark Henry is about 100 pounds. He's about 100 and 
30, 120 pounds heavier than I am. So <laughs> strength-wise, uh, I can I'm, – I'm a very strong guy. I'm a very strong guy. I, I do um, – my flies, I usually do 250-pound flies, um, and then uh, – and then about 220 or so pound, uh, pound presses. I do 12 reps of 250 pound flies. Um, and that's just, I could do more, but, um, that the, the machine that I, the, the fly machine, that's, uh, it caps out at 250. So, um, if I can do 12, I can do a set of 12. That's definitely not my max. <laughs> so, um, if you can max out, if I can do 12 or 250, I, probably max out about 400 or so but but you know mark henry's been doing that uh (laughs) he's he's mark henry's been uh he's been doing it for a while he's been bodybuilding for a while so um you know mark henry's the man when it comes to the 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 strongest man (laughs) i'm gonna put him over when it comes to that all right, ladies and gentlemen uh let me address a few of these ask chris questions before i bring on my guy, the co-host with the most, um, Rob is asking, uh, I'm going to ask the burning question. Everybody wants to answer Why do female wrestlers always enter the ring going under the middle rope? <laughs> Fantastic question, Rob West. Um, because they are, uh, delicate like Lacey Evans. Okay. They don't want to go under over the middle rope because, um, you know, in, it, it may cause some some perverts to um, you know think things that they're not supposed to. So they want to act like a lady, like Lacey Evans. Speaking of Lacey Evans, we'll get to Lacey Evans and how I'm so I'm totally not sold on Lacey Evans. Um, all right, so I'm gonna address a few of these Chris que- ask Chris questions, but before then, ladies and gentlemen, co-host with the most. What's going on, brother? How you feeling? Good to be here live. Mm-hmm. Can y'all hear me fine? Oh, man. oh yeah, we can hear you great. Good to have good to have a great brother Bobby. That's brother right. Bobby Fulton, as always. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. And he'll probably he'll probably watch this, uh so I'm looking at my I'm looking at the chat now and uh GHP saluted you, Bobby. So um so so uh, salute from, from GHP. Uh Sports Huddle also said thanks. Um Multi said thanks. Zed, um, bunch of uh, cool people here. Uh, hashtag, thank you, Bobby Fulton from uh, from Acer. So uh, good stuff. Uh, lots of lots of love going on here from Bobby, my man, <laughs> Bobby Fulton. Um, uh, my mood is asking what grade so I give both shows this week, SmackDown and Raw. Um. Man, you you know that's a part. That's a that's a segment. So we'll say that. Moe said uh, most saw pictures uh, from me at the gym. I'm, I'd imagine either Twitter or IG. I did put a couple pics up. Correct. Uh, thank you, Multi. Multi says, "Hope I'm doing better." I am doing better, man. I'm 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 uh, doing so much better. The surgery, yes, <laughs> that's for sure. Because it was, man. I've had back problems since uh, like '95. Um, so, you know, 24 years. And so it's been tough. Um, just, it's been really tough, but the surgery helped a lot as you know, it was definitely not a hundred percent, but much less, 
relief, much more relief, much less pain than what I've been, you know, experiencing the past 20 years. So God is good. Um, all right, guys. Salute to everybody who uh, is in the chat right now. Appreciate y'all. Uh, cool, cool, cool. I'm seeing some really cool, uh, some really cool uh, comments here. Uh, somebody said hit him with something. Oh goodness, what did I, I just passed it. Hit him with the side chest, <laughs> the side chest pose. <laughs> In my Leo Russ voice, hit him with the side chest pose. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, I have not watched Mark Henry documentary yet. My plan was to watch it tomorrow. Um, Yeah, just my schedule is so daggone swamped, man. Um, I do want to, I do want to watch that as soon as possible. Zed is asking, ask Chris for our interview, Kofi Kingston's friends, Mo and Mentum. I am, I'm working on that now, trying to get them on the show ASAP. Um, Speaking of that, Mm, not a fan. Not, I'm not a fan of Kofi Kingston going against Daniel Bryan at uh, Fastlane. I hope they don't switch the title on Fastlane. That that would be a petty, uh, a very very petty, petty, petty move by Vince McMahon if uh, if that's if if that's done. I, I just. That would be petty, so so petty. Uh, if he wins on a uh, minor pay per view, this right now Kofi Kingston is the 2019's version of the 2014 Daniel Bryan. They need to capitalize on it. They let Daniel Bryan win the title at Mania at the main event. They let him win the main event of WrestleMania. They need to let Kofi Kingston do the same thing. New Orleans. The Superdome or the Silverdome, I should say, <laughs> but the Superdome, they went bananas when Daniel Bryan uh, won. I think it was slightly snubbed. I think the feeling was snubbed uh, when Taker losing a streak. I think if Taker would have won, I think it would have helped just the overall feel of that night, and I think it would have helped just with the overall energy and the aura. Um, but I do think that Daniel Bryan winning – at the end helped just get rid of that really just uh it, it was just a uh an eerie just a, a petrified feeling <laughs> um that that was going on when the streak was broken so i still don't think the streak should have been broken um until then i i think i think roman reigns beating taker was a good call um and I've said this before, so I'm not going to go into it. I think it was a good call for a month. <laughs> when Braun Strowman beat up Roman Reigns, like, weeks after he beat Taker, he, he beat Taker, I think that was a terrible call. Now, granted, Roman Reigns helped out Braun Strowman when they feuded. I think if it wasn't for Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman wouldn't get that, wouldn't have gotten that natural baby face pops that he did. I mean, he really, people want to, Crap on Roman Reigns, but Roman Reigns really, really helped out um, Braun Strowman's career, like big time. Um, but I think it was too quick to have Roman Reigns um, get beat up like that. So 
yeah, those, those are my thoughts on that. But I think Kofi Kingston's the we think he's the guy, man. I do. I, I definitely think that you know you want to you gotta you gotta strike while the iron's hot, man. Um, Having one at Mania. GSP, uh, some case seems like it would mess well with SummerSlam. Do you think that would be a good time to do more brackets? Yes, I think that I think that is correct. I agree. Slim Cade, maybe even <clears throat> maybe I'll, maybe I'll do a PNP Hall of Fame doing Slim Cade, uh, doing Slam the Cade. Slim Cade. Yeah, Cross the line. Uh, when when do when, I think we we determined July? Did, did we do? Did we determine July as yeah. the, the day for the month for Slam Cade? Yeah. Yeah, yeah July. July. Okay. So maybe that would be a good time for the PNP Hall of Fame then. So we, you know we, we got uh, we got to bring in Don West though. We got to have Don West. The Pele. Oh yeah. my gosh, you gotta be kidding. <laughs> gotta get him to do the voice over. I need to get a. I need to get a. I need to get a voice clip from Don West. I, I know some people yeah. who work in Impact Wrestling. I need I need someone who I'm gonna text someone. I, matter of fact. Matter of fact, I'm gonna text someone who currently works at Impact Wrestling right now, and I'm gonna say, next time you see Don West, can you put your phone by him and uh, have him cut me a promo on the about the Pancakes of Power Slam show, so I can use it as a voice clip. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually as we as we're speaking, I'm gonna I'm gonna text actually. Uh, as you're speaking, uh, Evan, I'm gonna text um, a top person here you know and that's funny i did this i did this i did this uh during um uh uh elimination chamber too i texted a couple people i met that that directly backstage when i'm actually was on the on the card and uh, texted me like right like he texted me right before he he came out uh on screen uh and yeah it was yeah, it was it was it was really cool. And then the one was backstage, uh, giving me some information, and uh, it was it was it was pretty cool. There was some there was some conversation we had during the live reaction stream that I had about uh, getting permission from uh, to get tattoos from WWE, and uh, yeah, I talked to two people to who were backstage. Yeah, and then uh, one former WWE person texted me uh, afterwards, uh, like. Not too far from when the show ended, from the pay per view ended, and then he told me, "Yes, you do have to have uh, permission to get yep. new tattoos uh, in, in the WWE." So, uh, very interesting uh-oh. stuff. Uh, I the, sent the text. The, the, the person. The, yeah. I sent the text mm-hmm. during the pay per view about uh, if they were going to replace uh, Jericho doing the um, <laughs> doing the video with Abyss. This is good one. Said stop. That's a good one. That's a good one. Said don't get me started. <laughs> Let's get up there. Absolutely. Gregory Helms. <laughs> <laughs> Replace my Gregory Helms. Shout out to my, my man, my, my good buddy, and he's a good friend of you. See Gregory Helms to uh, the WWE. Yeah, he's an agent now. That's good stuff, man. <clears throat> yeah. So that means we get to see him run out yeah. and break up fights. Yeah, there you go. Try to choke slam people two times bigger than he is. Yeah. Uh, 
right, so let's get, to the, let's get to the headlines. I'll, I'll let you address the Jimmy. Uh, I'll let you do the Elimination Chamber review. I, I have a, uh, a complete uh, reaction, live reaction stream on the, on the Cray Wrestling uh, uh, channel. Uh, I'll let you uh, give your thoughts on the Elimination Chamber. So let's get these headlines. Here we go. Uh, real quick, Momoto's asking if uh, Daniel Bryan retains and had the mania, who would you want Daniel Bryan to face? Kofi Kingston. I mean, I think that it should be some type of disqualification finish, uh, do a rematch uh, at, at mania. Uh, I think you 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 got to you got to do it, man. You got to you, you can't. You know, people the 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 hashtag isn't Kofi Fastlane; it's Kofi Mania. Like you just you have to do the moment at WrestleMania. It, it's uh, my, my, I don't know. May, maybe they can do a multi-person. Maybe you can have more people as as the weeks progress. More people wanting to be in the match, so you can have like a a six-person match or something like that, or something, or four-person triple threat, something. But at the end of the day, I want to see Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. Singles match WrestleMania, that's what um, that's what it should be. So, and it needs the um, main event. All right. it, it needs the main yeah, event. Yeah, I agree. Mania. I agree. I, 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 I think G- I think it's hotter than anything else right now. GHP, I'm sure you could, he he he's the one that's up there with us in knowledge. GHP or multi. When was the last time SmackDown actually main evented a WrestleMania? I the only we talk about this. Doing a pay per view, crush that. I, I only remember. Taking an edge, right? They taking an edge at twenty. Was it twenty four? Twenty. Twenty three. Three. Yeah, Taker and Edge was twenty three. That was going to Florida. Was, Taker. Um, was I think Taker one. and Batista was twenty four, wasn't it? It, it was a Florida, I know that much. It, it was the it was okay. Flair's uh, retirement match. 24. 22 was Mark Henry. Mark, Mark, 23 Mark was Henry. Batista was 24. was Flair, right? Uh, right. Uh, 20 was Flair, 21 was Orton. Mm-hmm. 20, 20, uh, uh, 22 uh, was, was Mark Henry, the casket match. 23, 23 was Edge. Or was it 23? 23 is Batista. <sighs> 23 Batista and 24 Edge? 20, 24, yeah, because uh, it was at the Orange Bowl in Florida. Because our boy, uh, uh, Jimmy, um, our man, uh, 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 Gus, what's our buddy name? Referee. Um, Marty Elias. Marty. Yeah, Marty was the ref, I think. Okay. Let me, let me, let me verify that. One of of, of our two buddies. Got it. Let me check and see, um. So twenty three was in Detroit, and that was the Trump and, and um, oh gosh, that was yeah. the Bowser billionaires. Yeah, we love you, Bobby. Um, <laughs> um yeah, and that was that was probably the biggest spot. That was probably the biggest moment in Bobby Lashley's career, though. That was his biggest yeah. spot. Um, Taker went against twenty three. Taker went against. Um, Teased at twenty three. Yep. So Edge was twenty four then. 
So, yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, 24 was in. That was what? That was Citrus Bowl, wasn't it? Citrus Bowl, yep. Um, Florida. It was uh, mm-hmm. Miami. Am I right? Miami. Was it Miami? Um, uh, Orlando. Citrus Bowl in Orlando. Each other twenty eight and twenty nine. Yeah. Twenty twenty uh might have been twenty nine. Miami was like the uh, the second one I think. Twenty eight. Twenty nine was Miami. Okay, that's the Rock one. Yeah, so what's Orlando was two thousand eight yeah. though multi. Well twenty eight uh Rock <clears throat> Rock won a twenty eight and then he lost to twenty nine. That's I'm right. That's right. Uh, twenty eight uh, yeah. Um, let me try. Okay, so twenty twenty seven was Atlanta. That was when Miz. That was when The Rock was hosting, and then twenty eight was um, Miami. Um, and then twenty nine was. Uh, yeah, MetLife. Yep. That was life, yeah. where it's going to be at this year. Yeah, yeah, East Rutherford. Yeah. MetLife. Good stuff. Yeah, that's where it's going to be at this year. <clears throat> yeah. All right. What's your thoughts on uh, What's your thoughts on EC? Uh, summing up two things: Elimination Chamber basically is Becky Lynch and Kofi. Everything else was just <laughs> it's the filler. It is Becky Lynch coming out? <laughs> Doing a, her, you know, basically similar to Austin coming out the hill, but everyone's loving her. And the Elimination Chamber, the end with Kofi. That's that's the Elimination Chamber to me. Yeah, great. But those two things, a you include everything else goes down to about a C plus. Everything else was just okay. The tag title, the women's tag title chamber was was okay. Um, yeah, everything it seemed the. Oh, Everything that seems so, I don't know, default and just mundane beside those two things. I mean, it wasn't a bad pay-per-view, but Becky saved it. Between Becky and the Elimination Chamber main event, uh, that made Elimination Chamber worth it. If he ex- excluded them, it just was like a, a okay episode of Raw. Of Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I said C plus for most of it. Yeah, I said C plus for most of it, and then uh, I think I brought it up to B um, during the Kofi thing. I think the I think the Kofi spot really helped just the whole thing. But yeah, Um, yeah, that was that was that was pretty much it. Uh, Finn winning was, I knew that was happening. I also said this, which I, which I hope does happen. I, I do want to see, um, uh, drew Bobby Lashley and, um, and Corbin, although they didn't continue Bobby, Bobby Lashley beat up Corbin on, 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 on uh, elimination chamber, but they didn't continue that on raw. That, that was weird. They just did a regular tables match. They didn't continue that on raw. I was, I thought that was really weird, um, but I, I want to see them do that. With I, I want to see the Wyatt family come back. I want to see Harper. Oh yeah. Um, 
I want to see Harper, Bray, and and, and Strowman against Drew, Lashley, and uh, Corbin. That that would be my my uh, that, that was that would be something I would want for uh, for uh, elimination uh, for WrestleMania. Uh, Jimmy Uso was arrested um, in Detroit, and he um, basically Naomi was driving. Uh, from what I heard, the traffic. You know, Detroit traffic's not very good. I think even uh, it was said on the show last week by Wild Boy, who lives in Detroit. Um, the the the, uh, the roads and the the traffic is not good. Um, and yeah, I mean, driving down a one way street the wrong way, and got pulled over for that, of course. But the issue came when there was uh, reeking of alcohol. With Port was saying from TMZ, and um, cop pulls out. Uh, cop pulls uh, Naomi out, and uh, as they were talking, Jimmy comes out, pulls his uh, coat, uh, his uh, jacket, and shirt off. Of course, uh, that caused some some ruckus, some uproar. Uh, police officer pulls out his taser uh, in fear of, of uh, feeling threatened, and. Um, but a couple of days later, they won the tag team title. So <laughs> that was quite odd to me um, from a PR standpoint. Um, and that just, I don't know. I, I love the Usos. I, I think Naomi's my favorite, um, um, my, my favorite woman's wrestler. And Usos is a fantastic tag team, one of the best of the decade. But the weird PR move to me that, uh, yeah. So by the way, one of our wrestlers got arrested for, uh, for obstruction and, um, uh, what was it? Um, disorderly conduct and Hey, they're a tag team champions. They, they won the, the titles right after the incident. And I think, I think cause Jay got, um, Arrested too in in early 2018, and they won the titles right after that. He did. So that was yeah, that was really weird to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, JSP said just like Randy Orton, the Usos can can do no wrong in Vince's eyes. Yeah, yeah. So you got to get arrested to get the title. <laughs> Kofi Kingston needs to get arrested <laughs> so he can become WWE champion. He needs to get arrested like Mania weekend. He gets to, he needs to get arrested in Brooklyn and so he can win the title. <laughs> uh, uh, Tammy's asking, didn't Jeff Hardy become U.S. champ shortly after his DUI? I think that's a good point, too. Because um, he won right after, he won like the day of the lottery. The, the, um, the lottery. Let me check. Let me check when he was arrested, because he because he became U.S. champ during the Superstar Shakeup. Um, he beat Ender uh, Mahal, I believe. So Jeff Hardy was arrested for the DUI. Um, trying to find that info now. Um, March the twelfth. Okay. Yeah, March the 12th, 2018, 
and he won the title about a month later. Won the U.S. title about a month later. So I think we've, I think you've got a trend here. <laughs> uh, Multi's asking Act Seven. What do you think about Jimmy Uso getting sent to the Uso Penitentiary? <laughs> now, what are your thoughts on, on, on what he get? What are your thoughts on Jimmy getting? Yeah, yeah, he worked he out. Got, he got. I mean, you, you, his, his, his he got sent to his own penitentiary. He did. His, his politics, <laughs> yeah. man. You know, when you're a Samoan yeah. in the Samoan line, you can do no wrong. Look at Najax. You can't do. That's you right. Can no you can do wrong. no wrong. We 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 can <laughs> literally almost kill you in the ring, drop you on your head. Box segments yep. get arrested, don't matter. Concussions, concussions, <laughs> right? Permission keys. Yep. Uh, you can do <laughs> no wrong. It's, it's it's politics in jail. Yeah, that's how it is, brother. It's, let there have been one of us, a black brother. Let it be somebody in a low in the totem pole. Any any race, uh, you, they would have got axed. And they would have lost. Yeah. <laughs> If you if you if you want to increase in this coming, you gotta get arrested. I mean, look at Hex Jim Duggan and Iron Sheik. Look at the the, the the famous story of that. They didn't get promoted. Yeah, yeah. Um. And so the, the, so the top, the top, uh, the top TNA star, um, got back with me. Uh, let's see here. He texted me back. Um, so I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get Donald West to get a voiceover for my show. I, I really want this to happen. So I'm going back and forth with a top Impact Wrestling guy right now, and I'm trying to get, trying to get Donald West to uh, to be on my show or to to, to get that voiceover for me. We all every time uh, we come out, AJ Styles match, guys. This is something me and my buddies do. From now on, any AJ Styles match, all of my buddies, even some people in the business, we commentated as if Don Bus was. Oh my gosh, the chamber, the Pele, the Pele, you gotta be kidding. This is, this is just great. The business. This is awesome. The business, if you will. <laughs> Don oh, West okay, Multi. Uh, Rob is saying breaking news Ty Dillinger revealed on his Instagram that he asked for his release tonight at SmackDown Live. WWE mm. is yet to answer request. Do you have a link for that? Can you post a link for that, um, Rob? Uh, uh oh, I was waiting for this to happen. Multi's asking, ask Chris, what do you think about the allegation of Corey Graves sleeping with Carmella? Oh boy. Um, mm. So, uh, oh, okay. So, sports channel said wrestling just posted it, so. Not so breaking news, but breaking news on the show. <laughs> um, uh, we don't have much time, so let's go. Let's move on. <laughs> we, we really don't have much time, but I will address it. Um, I, I listen. This is what I texted to a colleague. Okay. Um, I said, listen. Uh, I said, uh, I think. I, I personally, and I'm I'm going to say it because that's just what I believe. I, I think 
I think you really got to know Jesus <laughs> working, <laughs> yeah. uh, working in the WWE because the temptation is heavy. And it's crazy that Temptation Island, which I think that show is the devil, um, <laughs> it, it it comes on right after SmackDown. And it's like that's par for the course when it comes to just the temptation that comes with um, – Oh, okay. So I was so Don West doesn't even work for Impact anymore. <laughs> so that, according to my Impact Wrestling source, um, the, the the one of the top Impact Wrestling stars right now, uh, Don West doesn't even work for TNA uh, for Impact anymore. Interesting. Um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, listen, you. I said you got to know. You got to know Jesus uh, because there's a lot of temptation that comes with uh, working in the WWE. You, you're away from your family a lot. You spend most time with half-naked women. You know what I mean? And, and uh, yeah, you you better, <laughs> you better know you some Jesus um, because, uh, man, it is not it is not easy. Uh, from what I've heard, stay. um, from people who, who have experienced that. Yes, they had hard times. That's right, baby. Hard times of being built. <laughs> uh, you say in church, keep me near the cross. That's right. Uh, yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> right. and as we know, brother, we've been backstage. We've been, I've been to after parties backstage with WWE and others. Gotta pray, <laughs> or you better run like Joseph. That's right, man. That's right. And and the thing is, man, it's like uh, the, the the camaraderie, the um, you know, the friendship, the relationship. It's really easy, man, to 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 say, listen, I've been away from my family for a couple of weeks on this tour, uh, and let's be honest, days. you know. It's a P, it's a PG show. Everybody knows I'm a committed Christian, but let's be not not but. I mean, I'm not going to say anything wrong, but be people get horny. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that's in the in the pro wrestling people feel industry. Froggy. They, they, they 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 feel all froggy, uh, and they want to jump. Uh, and <laughs> you got somebody who uh, is a single person uh, in, in the backstage. It's not easy. Look, brother, so we, look, we, be we've been in Mania together for years. <laughs> together. Yeah. You and I done had to look <laughs> at each other. Man. <laughs> yeah. Look, hey. look you know, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and fans, I'm telling you, Featherstone, Happy Murray, man, beautiful family. Bobby Murray, scene, Bill yep. Mark, my lovely woman, you got to meet us, Featherstone. And and then you open my my woman knows she laughing joke oh she looks attractive she will joke about it but we know they ain't there all the time and even you and I got right. to say all right let's pray yep <laughs> That's how it is I listen man I said I can't I can't imagine myself working for the WWE like up the road so I just I uh, yeah, I just can't I can imagine doing that I just first of all. Uh, my wife is very clingy, and and that's not a bad thing. She she's a very clingy, she's not clingy like she, man. she she she, 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 she loves, loves she is. her husband. She will admit. I mean, no, I'm saying that's not a bad thing. Like you know, yeah, a no. lot of a lot of a lot of people 
a lot of people desire their wives to be clingy. Like she loves yeah, her yeah. husband, and yeah, uh, you know, and that's great. That's, I, I, you know, praise God for that. I, I, I love that. You know, uh, but you know, and I just being on the road up and down. You know, just mm-hmm. um, just just uh, every week. First of all, my wife would be like, "No, listen, babe, you got to get home. Like, <laughs> you, you got to get home. You've been away for too long, baby." <laughs> and, uh, and then, and then that, at wanting, wanting it, wanting an action, on top of you got this, you know, uh, uh, attractive person backstage saying, "Oh man, that was a, that was a good match." Let me let me take a let me go ahead and disrobe and get in the shower. I'm like, oh, get out, get the heck out of from my face. You did that on purpose. <laughs> You're like, quit playing. And I can imagine yeah. stuff like that happening. I can imagine stuff like that happening in the WWE locker room. You have, you know, men and women don't share locker rooms, but everybody's backstage, and I'm sure there's it's like all types it. of nightgowns. Yeah, so. I am- it's yeah. nothing wrong. Queen Featherstone, shout out to you. And, and, and on the road, we, we all know anybody in any industry, entertainment, that travel, us is covering this business, we all have to make that call. Would you call your wife? Mm-hmm. Fiance, mm-hmm. hey, babe, how's you doing? How's, how's the kids? Yep. You got to check I, in. I, Listen, I've been married for almost nine years. You got to check in. You got to check in. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see that? You see that right there? It's nine years, baby. You gotta check in. <laughs> right. Y'all can't see me, but yeah, nine years. You gotta check in, man. And I and I'll tell you a real funny story, man. Real. I had a female wrestler who's on TV now. Not saying any names. Not saying promotion. She saw me. Hey, and she slapped my butt. Not once, <laughs> but she snuck and did it again when she left. Mm. Be being a man, and I just imagine you know. doing that all the time with someone who's right. active and as party <laughs> as people. Like I know some stories. There are some flirtatious women in the WWE right now that I can say names, will. but I won't do it. Yeah, we won't. But we if know. you will, there are mm-hmm. flirtatious Impact. people that I know. Slash TNA. That and Impact too, definitely. Underground. WWE, I can tell you some names of people who are very flirtatious, who is known who is known as being, you know, <laughs> you know, they going to uh, Kind of yes. They, they going Island, to WWE. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but but you know you got to listen. The best way to to the best way to rid yourself from that is to check in, baby. Check in. You see that? You got to check in. Check in. So made that that's call. Right. Hashtag. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's that hashtag. Real talk, real talk with Chris, with Chris and Evan. <laughs> love, it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, all right, we got like five minutes left, so let's uh, let's zoom through these. Uh, uh, so we'll talk, talk about Lucha Underground. Uh, PJ Black uh, talked about the uncertainty of Lucha Underground. Um, you know, it, it, I, I'll get more into it probably next week if we have some time. But it's, it's a stalemate. MGM and L. Ray. It's a stalemate between um, 
between between them. So doesn't seem like uh doesn't seem like the we'll we'll see much of that going on here soon, which is sad because I think it was a great alternative product. All right, uh give me your uh oh wow boy, there you go. Um uh you asked me again and I will answer the question. I will answer the question. Uh uh because you asked me again and you remembered it. So I will ask me that question. I will actually I will answer that question. Um <laughs> uh yeah, I hear you multi. Um all right. So let's get to uh the for the week. So I'll answer that question, uh, Wild Boy, right afterwards. It is now time for the flavor of the week. Right. right. So uh Wildboy is asking who does the voice for flavor of the week? It is now Me. time for the flavor of the week. It's me. Me. It was me. It was me. me. It was me, wild boy. It was me all along. <laughs> <laughs> you all thought it. Fuck. Wide. Yeah, so let me get back to my uh, taker. Um, <laughs> that says full. <laughs> Worked again, says Zed. <laughs> oh, I love it, Rob. Rob said better pay off than the Vin Single. As <laughs> a matter of fact, that gets an applause. <laughs> that one gets an applause, ladies and gentlemen. Very much. You see how I did it? You see how you see? That's the wrestling game, ladies and gentlemen. A cliffhanger had to wait a whole week. <laughs> Come back to me next week. Still cliffhanging. <laughs> and boom! <laughs> They're drafted like nobody's business. Good stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Let's uh, say. <laughs> uh, Wild Boy said I walk up a time for this. I love it. Um all right, so let's uh, let's head home. Uh, talk about some taker matches. Uh, what years? What years are we supposed to be on? Um, oh nine, I think. What I say? Two thousand nine to two thousand thirteen. Two thousand nine, thirteen. Okay. Um, let's see. Two thousand nine. Uh, here we go against two thousand nine. I don't know. Uh, Brandon, <laughs> that's hilarious. Gimbo said, "Years of build up." That's right, years of build up. You were trying to find out this whole time who was the voice behind the flavor of the week promo. It was me. <laughs> you all bought it. Fuck line and shaker. Brought it. <laughs> With it, uh, this podcast is so entertaining and funny. You know why it's funny? Matter of fact, I haven't played this. I haven't played this voiceover for a while. I haven't played this clip for a while. I gotta do it. I got. I got it. I gotta do it, ladies and gentlemen. You know why it's entertaining? It's because of this. I do it for you. 
Hey, 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 hey. I do it for you, ladies and gentlemen. That's why. All right. Uh, all right, real quick. We literally got uh, like two minutes left. So let's do uh, let's, um, this. Um, <laughs> I do it for you. Um, so 2009 was uh, Shawn Michaels. Okay. Yeah, clearly the best. WrestleMania match of all time, uh, at least with Taker, one of the best, if not arguably the best of all time, other than Steamboat and Savage, maybe edges it a little bit, maybe, but uh, that match was amazing. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, this is random, but if you ever want a good laugh, watch all the WrestleMania five inches and see how many people fall out of that. I want to do that. Uh, tweet, tweet me, Rob. Uh, remind me to do that. Uh, uh, positive to do a Q and A with Oksana, uh, Rob is uh, multitasking. Chris, um, I've actually I actually talked to Oksana a couple of years ago, and she actually agreed to be on the show, but uh, never got back with her. Um, and then twenty, and then uh, and then two thousand and ten uh, was was amazing too. Um, I was actually that was I think I was the only time the first time then it was the first time I actually wanted Taker to lose was uh, was that year uh, I wanted Michaels to beat Taker I didn't want Michaels to to uh, to, to retire um, and then Triple H um, uh, 2011 and 2012 um, 2012 was better I think that. Yeah, 2012 was better. That was 20 and 0, first of all, and I think that was the time. I, and I still say this. I, I'm still very adamant about this. I think that's the year that I think what 20, uh, 19 and 0, 2011 was. Um, ain't no grave, right? There ain't no yeah, grave. Hell in the cell. Now. Yeah. Well, he had the. Um, well, Hell in the Cell yeah. was 28. Yeah, um, that was a great Ain't no man. grave one. The emotion. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I think I, and I still stand by this. I think that should have been the last match in Taker's uh, yeah. uh, WWE career. I think I, agree. I still from <clears throat> there's nothing, and I talked about the Roman win, but there's nothing, um, uh, there's nothing that was good enough to me that could top 28 for for Taker to continue <laughs> for the past. You know, six years. He was there last year, so <clears throat> six years afterwards, I don't think there was anything better than 28. I still, till this day, I still believe he should have retired in 28. Um, because CM uh, 2013, CM Punk. That was, I mean, that was good for Punk, and but Punk didn't even appreciate it. He wanted, he wanted to be in a main event match, so uh, he, so you know. Uh, it was a good spot for Punk. It seemed like, uh, well, from what I've heard, they they put Punk in that spot to kind of give him a main event feel match. But Punk wanted to be in the main event, so um, and plus, I mean, it was that match was over for twin match. I always say I didn't like that match as much, but watching it back, it was okay. But it just uh, the build up was decent, but. I think overall it was it was really a forgettable. It was it was really a it, it, it really to me it, it personally showed 
um, that Taker did. It wasn't necessary for Taker to come back for that match. And that, that, that's how I feel. That's how I feel about it. So, ladies and gentlemen, 360 episodes tonight. This has been a fun, 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 fun show because of the help for you guys. So now we got real talk. For, so, so basically, all the Bobby Fulton stories and the fact that you should check in with your spouse very important. Yeah. And also that <laughs> I was the mastermind behind the voice. It was me. <laughs> it was me all. All right, y'all. It's been it's been a pleasure. God bless you all. Until next week. Enjoy your week of wrestling. Yeah, God bless. See you uh, next Kimbo week. said this episode was good. <laughs> and always remember, I do it for you. God bless you all. Bye bye, guys. Remember, make that call. So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life. The only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details. Since 1935, J.E. Wiggins & Company has been offering accurate and affordable income tax service, longer than any software or online service you can buy. Get personalized and local help today. Visit jewiggins.com for a location near you.